More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are joined now by Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, fresh off having his speech stormed by a climate activist. Did you feel like you were Patrick Mahomes in the pocket? Somebody coming on your blind side? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I felt like I was meeting with Joe Biden's next energy secretary. Some climate wacko shouting about how China is not our energy. The climate crisis is our energy. You're like, oh, I've heard those talking points before. Uh, so the, the, the spy balloon thing. You tweeted out the other day uh, in response to this CBS story about, hey, we've been tracking this since Monday. What I thought was so interesting, or sorry, not since Monday, for like a week before it arrived in Alaska that you think maybe the uh, national security apparatus knew about this spy balloon and they didn't tell Joe Biden, which would raise a lot of alarming questions. What makes you think so? Well, because we know from news reports now that they tracked that the the intelligence community tracked the spy balloon from the time it took off in China, so they knew about it. And we also know from news reports that Biden wasn't informed about it till January 30th or 31st after. It had already gone across Alaska and was on the doorstep of, of Montana. So it's who's in charge here? That's what I want to know. I mean, apparently they don't think enough of the president to tell him. And uh, I tell you what else we know is that the general who's in charge of keeping the whole domestic United States safe, he what he told me and what he has said publicly is, is that he couldn't shoot it down because he didn't have authorization. So I'm like, well, my gosh, where's the president? What's he doing with his time? Was he asleep? Is he napping? I mean, is he out to ice cream? Where is he? And why didn't they tell him? It's it's it is crazy stuff. It is wild. Do you think that's unique to Joe Biden, or do you think that's a larger national security apparatus trying to run roughshod over no matter who's in the White House? I think it's probably worse under Biden because I think what this shows is that they don't have a lot of confidence in him. But no, I, I do think Clay that this is something that probably has gone on before, and and we we've, we've seen this from some of these top brass and some of the the intelligence community leaders before. Is they think they know best. And they think, yeah, we'll just make the decision. And so that's dangerous. I mean, in, in a country like ours, it's supposed to be run by we the people. It's supposed to be run by elected officials who can be held accountable. That's a big problem. And that's why I say the fact that the president is out to lunch on this thing for days 
man, that's a that's a huge, huge security risk. No doubt. Uh, now you have got a bill. We started yesterday's show talking about this bill. You want to ban kids from using social media until they are 16 years old. We started yesterday's show talking about the overwhelming increase. 30% of teenage girls have said they thought about suicide. 57% of them depressed. This thing just keeps skyrocketing. What do we need to do to protect our kids from social media? And I know part of this involves TikTok as well, which is Chinese-owned. How would you assess this situation? Well, I think the situation is getting worse. I mean, and your father, and uh, yep. I'm a father of three, and you know, our kids are are both young, or all young, I know, um, for both of us. But listen, you know, I, when I think about the changing technology and how hard it is to stay ahead of it, my ten year old Clay already knows more about my phone than I do. I mean, seriously, it's the I'm same thing here. My 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 twelve, yeah. eight, and fifteen year olds can run circles around me when it comes to using an iPhone. Totally. So when I hear these people say stuff like, well, it's really about a matter of the parents' education, I'm like, give me a break. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not the smartest guy, but, you know, I, I, listen, I mean, I, I, I am completely in the dark or nearly so when compared to my kids. So I think setting 16 as an age threshold, you've got to be 16 before the social media companies can target the kids, before the social media companies can open up accounts for the kids. And you put the verification on the companies, not the parents. And what we know from the data is the younger the kids are when they get on social media, the worse it is for them, the worse the mental health effects, especially with younger girls, actually. But it's it's boys and girls. So let's just shield those kids and give parents some power. The other thing we ought to do, Clay, is we ought to let parents sue the social media companies. I mean, listen, if your kid is is exposed to material that is exploitative on social media, if your kid suffers major health and mental health consequences because of what the social media platforms are doing with their own design, you ought to be able to go and have your day on court, your day in court. You're a lawyer. I mean, this is the basic fundamental right to go have your day in court. Let's give that to parents. Right now, the social media companies are exempted, and that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, you know what? And I know you're paying attention to this, too. The algorithms have to become in some way public. Because they are claiming, oh, we're not content companies. People post their YouTube videos or their comments, and we don't we don't choose who gets to see it. The algorithm, 100%, Senator, as you well know, guarantees what kids see and don't see, and they try to hide behind that. The algorithm is programmed and created by an individual human. It's not as if they're not making choices on content on a daily basis. That is absolutely true, and these companies ought to be on the hook for their algorithms, both in terms of what they recommend to kids, what they expose kids to, and the, the content, quote-unquote, moderation, which is censorship. You know, we yep. hear this a thousand times. Oh, we didn't censor. We didn't. That was just the algorithm. Oh, we know now from the Twitter files. That's not true. These guys at these platforms, and I guarantee you it isn't just Twitter, they are making the conscious choice to censor viewpoints they don't like, conservative viewpoints, libertarian viewpoints. They don't like them. You know, on, on the COVID vaccine, we saw it a thousand times over. They shut it down. You ought to be able to sue them for this. I'm a big believer in just get power to the people. The regulators, I don't have a lot of faith in the regulators. So just allow the people to get into court. And if you get shadow banned or censored and the, and the social media companies don't follow their terms of service, allow people to sue them. How many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes win? Last question for you. And how long are you going to gloat about a second Super Bowl championship for your Kansas City Chiefs? I'm going to gloat right up until we win the next one next year. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe he'll get eight. Maybe he'll, you know, he's got a chance now to surpass 
Brady, he's 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 on track. I mean, it does make me. I tell you what, I'll say this, and, and the only nice thing I'll say about Tom Brady, but I will say that that seeing what Mahomes is doing does make you respect what Brady has done over the long haul. But Mahomes is he is a generational talent. You and I have talked about this, and just seeing the way Clay, I know you were watched the game over there a bit, but just yep. seeing the way that he adjusted in the second half, the time in the pocket, the time to release of his throws you know, faster and faster, just exploiting a very good defense on the part of the Eagles, but knowing that the quicker the release, the more trouble the Philly defense had with it. And just to see the difference from first half to second half in that adjustment, I mean, you know, that's pretty darn good. That's an elite quarterback there. So I think he's got a lot left in him. He's a savant. I know you're busy. Got to run down to the Senate floor. Thanks for making the time to us today and uh, enjoy that championship. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's Senator Josh Hawley. Now, uh, he's fantastic, by the way, doing a great job in Missouri. Also, I believe, staff has just updated me, Biden is coming to the podium. Is he there right now to talk about shooting down these objects? Should we go to him live? Is he speaking at this exact moment? But nothing, yes, nothing let's take right it. now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. When I came into office, I instructed our intelligence community to take a broad look at the phenomenon of unidentified aerial objects. We know that a range of entities, including countries, companies, and research organizations, operate objects at altitudes for purposes that are not nefarious, including legitimate scientific research. I want to be clear. We don't have any evidence that there has been a sudden increase in the number of objects in the sky. We're now just seeing more of them partially because the steps we've taken to increase our radars, to narrow our radars. And we have to keep adapting our approach to uh, delaying, to dealing with these challenges. That's why I've directed my team to come back to me with sharper rules for how we will deal with these unidentified objects moving forward, distinguishing, distinguishing between those that are likely to pose safety and security risks that necessitate action and those that do not. But make no mistake, if any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. I'll be sharing with Congress these classified policy parameters when they are completed, and uh, they'll remain classified so we don't give our roadmap to our enemies to try to evade our defenses. Going forward, these parameters will guide what actions we'll take while responding to unmanned and unidentified aerial objects. We're going to keep adapting them as the challenges evolve, if it evolves. In addition, we've directed my national security advisor to lead a government-wide effort to make sure we're positioned to deal safely and effectively with the objects in our airspace. First, we will establish a better inventory of unmanned airborne objects in space above the United States airspace and make sure that inventory is accessible and up to date. Second, we'll implement further measures to improve our capacity to detect unmanned objective, uh, objects in our airspace. Third, we'll update the rules and regulations for launching and maintaining unmanned objects in the skies above the United States of America. And fourth, my Secretary of State will lead an effort to help establish a global, a global, common global norms in this largely unregulated space. These steps will lead to safer and more secure skies, 
for our air travelers, our military, our scientists, and for people on the ground as well. That's my job as your president commander in chief. As the events of the previous days have shown, we'll always act to protect the interest of the American people and the security of the American people. Since I came to office, we've developed the ability to identify, track, and study high-altitude surveillance balloons connected with the Chinese military. When one of these high-altitude surveillance balloons entered our airspace over the continental United States earlier in the month, I gave the order to shoot it down as soon as it would be safe to do so. The military advised against shooting it down over land because of the sheer size of it. It was the size of multiple school buses and opposed a risk to people on the ground if it was shot down where people lived. Instead, we tracked it closely, we analyzed its capabilities, and we learned more about how it operates. And because we knew its path, we were able to protect sensitive sites against collection. We waited until it was safely over water, which would not only protect civilians, but also enable us to recover substantial components for further, analysis, for, for, for further analytics. And then we shot it down, sending a clear message, clear message. The violation of our sovereignty is unacceptable. We'll act to protect our country, and we did. Now, this past Friday, we put restrictions on six firms that directly support the People's Republic Liberation Army, the People's, Lib the People's Liberation Army Aerospace Program that includes airships and balloons uh, denying them access to U.S. technology. We briefed our diplomatic partners and our allies around the world, and we know about China's program and where their balloons Okay, pulling out of Biden there as he is continuing to speak and ramble, uh, we will continue to ro roll on that. Effectively, the news that is, I think, most significant is he's now saying we shot down three objects that were probably private companies or university-related balloons, uh, materials up there that were in no way connected to China and weren't dangerous to us. We'll pull that clip in particular for you. He was just saying that when we came out of the Josh Hawley interview. Uh, and we'll continue to roll if he continues to take questions as we go forward uh, here as he's finally addressing the three objects that were shot down over the past week. Uh, one report after another, we're hearing about how poorly our kids in schools have tested. The are, there are exceptions, but the overall report card is kids in public school are not getting the right K-12 to education. Hillsdale College understands the importance of education for the future of our country, so much so that the college president, Dr. Larry Arn, recently spoke out on this topic, which we you can read in the latest issue of Imprimus. In fact, they want you to have 10 free print copies of this recent issue entitled Education as a Battleground, so you can share the extra copies with your friends and neighbors. Special issue will provide a factual account of what's going on over education in that battleground and also explain why parents and teachers, not bureaucrats or activists, should guide what our children are learning. With Hillsdale College, you can make a difference in your community by distributing these copies of Imprimus. Get your 10 free copies of Education as a Battleground by visiting Clay and Buck forhillsdale.com that's clay and buck forhillsdale.com act now and join the battle over education for our country's future 
Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Joe Biden now says he shot down three random objects that were most likely connected to private companies. I don't know if we have that audio yet. I'm about to tweet it out. We'll grab it. Um, and uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is not a good thing uh, for Joe Biden that they're finally speaking out. You knew it probably wasn't something significant. Because they kept saying, well, it's really hard to get these objects and they're not very big and it's like super difficult to get. Yeah, because you overreacted. This is what happens, right? Biden should have shot down the Chinese spy balloon the moment that it entered the United States. This is what we told you last week, two weeks ago, whenever the heck the Chinese spy balloon first got here. I said, this is not a tough call. If a spy device flies into the United States, we should shoot it down, right? Like, that's a pretty bright line rule. We're not going to allow China to fly across our entire country trying to obtain intelligence that they can use against us. 
And I don't buy into this idea of, well, we knew it was here, so we just decided to watch it and see if we could learn from it. What? That doesn't make any sense. And then we waited till it left the continental United States and shot it down over the ocean so that it would fall in the water and become even more difficult to figure out how... No, it's stupid. Anyone with a functional brain understood that this was a goof. And the Biden administration essentially admitted that they knew it was a goof because they then became incredibly militant when it came to other objects that might be flying in the United States. And it appears we have just shot down three completely random, disconnected from uh, the larger universe of spying. It looks like these were just totally private, weather-related apparatus that were flying high up in the air, trying to discern what the weather might be doing. That's what the latest. Uh, that's what the latest data, at least if you want to take Joe Biden at his word now shows we'll have that clip for you when we return which is the essence of what biden said did biden take any questions at all i don't know if he took any questions if he did we will potentially grab the audio of those questions when we come back i'll also have with you our good buddy don lemon he took no questions at all so he waited nearly a week after we shot down this thing shows up doesn't say much of anything and then waddles out uh, our good buddy Don Lemon has weighed in at saying that Nikki Haley was past her prime based on his Google search that showed women were in their prime in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. We'll play that cut for you from CNN again if you haven't already and read you what Don Lemon has trotted out there as his pseudo-apology to the extent that it qualifies as an apology or not. We'll let you be the judge. That will come in the next segment. In the meantime, uh, did you know that one out cyber hackers to steal from you in one form or another? This happens every day, 24-7, with victims of online identity theft picking up the pieces of that refuse. You know how often this happens. It's a mess online these days. So easy to have your identity stolen. This happens. It feels like every single week we see a story Tens of millions of people had their data hacked. Uh, companies have lost their ability to control uh, your private information. It's needed. They monitor online activity, billions of transactions weekly, and when they spot a regular activity, they will get in touch with you to figure out whether or not there's a problem. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Promo code CLAY. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay, we got a lot to hit here. There's a lot of breaking news out here. I told you yesterday, by the way, that I was going to discuss Clarence Thomas and the Uncle Tom allegations. There's so many stories breaking right now. Try to get to that tomorrow. Uh, This just came down. John Fetterman has checked himself into Walter Reed to receive treatment for clinical depression. Fetterman obviously recently elected to the Senate. Uh, I'm reading from this chief of staff press release. Last night, Senator John Fetterman checked himself into Walter Reed National uh, Military Medical Center to receive treatment for clinical depression. 
While John has experienced depression off and on throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks. On Monday, John was evaluated by Dr. Brian Monahan, attending physician of the Congress. Yesterday, he recommended inpatient care at Walter Reed. John agreed, and he's receiving treatment on a voluntary basis. After examining John, the doctors at Walter Reed told us John is getting the care he needs and will soon be back to himself. I mean, I feel, I, I, I mean, just being honest, first of all, being depressed, there's nothing wrong with being depressed, right? So if you are out there, particularly for men, if you are out there and you are depressed, there's nothing wrong about seeking treatment, trying to make yourself healthy, better mentally, physically, okay? So let me start with that. I just feel so bad for John Fetterman right now. Honestly, I think that he has been a pawn that demonstrates how reckless Democrat pursuit of power is. The guy was not physically healthy enough to run for Senate. He's already had to be in the hospital, was it last week, I think, because he was concerned about his physical health. And now he's concerned about his mental health. And I just feel so bad that his family didn't step in after this stroke that he had that nearly killed him in May and say, John Fetterman, you cannot run for Senate right now. And anybody who watched that debate against Dr. Oz saw how reckless it was. I saw Dr. Oz Saturday at the Super Bowl. He's a big Eagles fan. Talked with him for 10 or 15 minutes. Dr. Oz would have been able to do that job as Pennsylvania senator without an ounce of difficulty. He's a picture of health. There could have been another Pennsylvania Democrat they put forward as the nominee. And now this guy's got a six-year term that he clearly can't serve? I just... Again, that's breaking news. Uh, again, I just feel bad for John Fetterman. He's not physically or mentally capable of doing this job, and it was self-evident. And again, I'm not saying for those of you out there that have struggles in your life, particularly the military, I think one of the saddest things that happens in American life is how many people serve their country and then come back and commit suicide because they have so much post-traumatic stress associated with that service and they can't get the help that they need, it's not weak to need help. But when you combine the physical and mental issues that John Fetterman has right now, I mean, the guy was just a pawn. They just used him, man. They didn't care about him at all. His own family, the entire Democrat Party, the entire Democrat apparatus, they lied and said he was healthy. Poor guy's in the hospital last week for physical issues. Now he's in the hospital this week for mental issues. He's trying to recover from a stroke. They're going to kill him just because they wanted that seat so desperately. You know, I mean, we talk about good and evil a lot in this country. That's evil. I mean, tell me how it's not. I, I would like to think that all of you out there 
if your dad or your husband or your grandpa was so physically and mentally in difficult, dire, straight circumstances. Remember, we're seeing this publicly. That he had to check himself into the hospital for treatment, and now he's having to check himself physical treatment, now for mental treatment. Imagine what they were seeing behind the scenes. This is my thing. We only see these people for 5% of the day at most. Your family knows the truth. They see you 95% of the time. They know what you'll look like when you go to bed. They know what you'll look like when you get out of bed. They know what you're like at breakfast. They know what you're like at dinner. They know what you're like when the cameras aren't rolling. And they let this happen. The staff all knew. Not only this, they went to war with the reporter who said this guy's physically not capable of doing the job. Remember how much they attacked her? That NBC reporter who said, yeah, I tried to do an interview and he basically couldn't speak. Anybody who watched that debate saw this. And I just, they're going to try to turn this story into, oh, how dare you bring up John Fetterman's health, which is what they said during the campaign. My response is, how dare you let this happen? How dare you? I hope if I ever have a serious health condition that my wife would say, no, you can't do radio, you're not well. My job's not that important in the grand scheme of things. Your brain's not working like it should be. I don't want you sitting down in front of a microphone for three hours every day. I would hope my wife would say that. I would hope my own parents would say that. I would hope as my kids get older that they would say that. And I certainly would hope that our staff who's sitting behind the scenes would say that to me. And that my co-host would say that to me. Lying to try to get power at the expense of someone's mental and physical health to me is frankly flat out evil. It's venal. It's indefensible. And we've taken shots. I think John Fetterman's wrong on a lot of the issues. Virtually all of them for Pennsylvania. I mean, he's Bernie Sanders in a hoodie. But I want the guy to be okay. And right now, I just feel awful for him because everybody who worked on that Senate campaign knew that he wasn't up for the job. His entire family knew that he wasn't up for the job. You could see by looking at him that he wasn't up for the job. And yet they were so desperate and craven in their pursuit of power that they didn't give a damn about him. And I don't feel like he can serve six years. And that's probably what they thought at the beginning. We're just going to drag him across, get him elected, and then we'll have the governor appoint a new senator to fulfill his term. He's just a body. we got to have the body right now. We don't care what happens to him as soon as he wins this election. Sad, man. It really is. Not even just from a political perspective, but that a party would be this vile and allow this to happen. I feel bad for him. 
All right, so that just happened, so I'm reacting to that in real time. We come back, we'll play Joe Biden, the comments that he made about the three objects that he shot down. We'll also tell you what Don Lemon said in response to saying a woman's outside of her prime. All that's still to come. But I want to close out shop here with this final ad, and i got to tell you about our friends at MyPillow. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow team are excited about their new MyPillow 2.0. New technology involved here. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, but lay in buck. MyPillow 2.0 made with temperature regulating technology, 100% made in the U.S. Pillow comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to get this buy one, get one free offer on the MyPillow 2.0. Enter promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. A new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay, lots of breaking news. I'm trying to keep you guys all updated. At the beginning of this hour, Joe Biden finally addressed the three objects that he shot down. And he said this in his uh, in his explanation for what those objects were. 
We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. Uh, okay, so this is, uh, you know, significant in that at least the Biden administration has finally put out their explanation. Basically, first of all, do you believe them? I think the real lack of sort of moral authority and trustworthiness in this administration comes forward when I'm skeptical, basically, of everything Joe Biden says, not only because I think Joe Biden is not capable of the job of president, but also because I don't even trust that his own administration is being honest with him. And I bet a lot of you are kind of nodding along like, yeah, who is the real commander in chief? I, I, I don't I think Biden might have been told this. That doesn't mean it's true, uh, but that is what he is saying. And if it is true, it means that Biden wildly overreacted to the Chinese spy balloon by randomly shooting down three objects that posed no actual risk to us in any way and were not remotely associated with foreign spying. So that is that story. Uh, also, uh, we've got a couple of other clips out here. Uh, we talked yesterday about East Palestine. Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, the esteemed White House press secretary, was asked whether the Biden administration had confidence in Mayor Pete. Here's what she said. Secretary Buttigieg has gotten some criticism, uh, some of it, much of it in Ohio, some of it from Democrats and Republicans who argue that he waited too long to respond and then he's, he's seemed to be fixated on trying to deflect blame to the previous administration. So does the president, is he satisfied with the, with the government's response to this derailment? And is he, uh, does he have confidence in continuing yes, confidence? Absolutely. I can answer that very quickly and very uh, with, with, with confidence from here that we do have uh, absolute confidence in, in Mayor Pete. And sec- I always say that, Secretary uh, Buttigieg. Uh, so there is uh, the, the, the answer there about whether or not they had full confidence or not uh, in, the, uh, in the Secretary of Transportation. I think certainly if you listen to our conversation yesterday with Bill Johnson, the congressman who represents East Palestine, it would be very difficult to have any confidence whatsoever in the leadership that is being uh, that is being directed right now by the secretary of uh, uh, secretary of transportation, given what is going on there. Also, uh, I told you that I would bring with you uh, the statements that were made uh, associated with Don Lemon. Let me play. If you missed Don Lemon earlier. Don Lemon said that women in their twenty, if, they, if once a woman was past her twenties, thirties, and forties, she was outside of her prime, uh, which is a ridiculous statement to make. I believe we have that audio. Let's play it. Notice Nikki Haley when she said that yesterday. Obviously, I dig it, Biden, but she said seventy-five and up, so that would include Trump. Elder statesman here. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you talk? Wait, that's not according to me. Prime for what? 
Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got another. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. Okay, so Don Lemon, uh, not understanding just basic level here. So Nikki Haley took a dig at both uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump in her announcement, saying it was time for a new generation of leadership. We didn't need leaders over the age of 75, which is both a shot at Joe Biden and Donald Trump, right? So then they're reacting to it on the CNN morning show, and Don Lemon says that he has a problem with it because Nikki Haley, who is 51, in his mind, is past her prime because she's not in her 20s, 30s, or 40s. And so, I look, I think probably what happened is Don Lemon says he Googled when is a woman in her prime, which is such a ridiculous form of research to do. That was his defense for why he had that perspective. So prime is different for different things, right? I'm not in my athletic prime right now. I'm 43. My athletic prime was not great, but it would have been around the age of 27 or 28. If you are 51 years old right now and you are a woman and you are listening to us, you are Nikki Haley's exact same age, you are not in your prime for having children. That's not controversial, right? Most women would have their children in their 20s, 30s, or 40s. It doesn't mean that women can't have children older, those are the prime childbearing ages, right? That's not controversial. But the idea that a woman would not be in her prime to be president at 51, I think most people out there would say, hey, if I had to pick a decade that the president would, his age or her age, most people would say the 50s, right? Most people would say you're old enough to be smart. You've probably raised kids, but you're not old enough that you're outside of your physical prime. Joe Biden is clearly outside of his prime. Whatever you think about him politically, he probably hit his prime as a politician in his 40s, 50s, or 60s. Certainly, he's way past his prime now. So I just don't think Don Lemon's very smart. And I think when he's not the solo host, his lack of intelligence is getting exposed even more. But Don Lemon put up a tweet, and he said, The reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant, as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. A woman's age doesn't define her, either personally or professionally. I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. I don't see any way, so that's Don Lemon, that's the tweet that he put out. I don't see any way that Don Lemon keeps his job on this morning show for very much longer because we know for certain that Don Lemon, who is 56, is not in his prime because he lost his primetime television show. In fact, they fired him from that. They now put him on as a part of an ensemble cast on the CNN morning show, and he's the worst member of that morning show alongside of Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. Credit to Poppy Harlow who called him out for this comment. But Don Lemon's career is undoubtedly past its prime. We'll be back tomorrow with you. We're still in our prime. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 